Hello, and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. And this is Courtney. Courtney, what do we do on this podcast? We talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. And from the weather outside, it looks like we're in a new trimester. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Here in sunny Maine, we have snow and ice on the ground, which means trimester two. (laughs) (laughs) For the rest of you, it's probably, what, (laughs) mid-fall. So what we are going to do here, we are going to talk about our theme of trimester two here. Yeah. What would that theme be? Oh, so our theme for trimester two is critical thinking. That sounds heavy. It is heavy. So, and we're going to come at it in a lot of different ways. I think, I think it's a really, I like this kind of theme because it's pretty loose. Like our first trimester was pretty tight. It was collective efficacy Mm -hmm. and specifically it was about the enabling conditions. So now we're going to kind of go a little more broadly. So like I think about, you know, it's like when I used to work in a middle school and we'd have like themes, you know, and it would be like one theme would be change. And then, you know, different teams would come at it differently. Kids would come at it differently. So that's kind of like what's happening now. In our second trimester, we're exploring the theme of critical thinking. Okay. So some episodes we will think critically about education. We might look at grading. We might look at leadership. We might look at different systems. Other times we'll come at it from a different way and we'll talk about teaching critical thinking skills, what that could look like, should look like, shouldn't look like, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. The do-dos and the don't-dos. And we'll see what happens. Well, I like what you said earlier about this theme being a little more loose Mm. because I've been thinking about this for a bit, about all the different ways to approach the larger picture of how we do schools. And as something as, as, as really close as the way we talk to kids. Yeah. Uh, for example, I was hanging out in a school today and I was just overhearing a teacher talk to a student, uh, just trying to help. And I was struck by the way we talk to kids and walk them through the process. Oh, <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, it was very, you do this and then you do this and then you do this and then you do this. And I was working in a different school last week, uh, different levels and was hearing the same thing, but we were reading some, some documents about uh, stop doing that and take this out. And in your assessment, you don't scaffold as much for them. You let them try to figure it out and give them right. the information and let them struggle a little bit and see if they really know it, not walk them through the, the procedures and then say, okay, I'm testing you on what the answer is now. Right. That's- and yeah, it was fascinating because I heard of grade school and I heard high school and everywhere in between and we're using the same language sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what do we, when I try to reflect on how that works, I'm really trying to think about, okay, so how do we, how do we actually do that? How do we show each other that there are better ways to do that and it's okay to let kids struggle and really think critically about the way we are doing school and all those things you mentioned before Uh, it's about leadership it's about classroom it's about curriculum Mm -hmm. it's about homework it's about grading it's about everything yeah Uh, we only have one trimester so i don't think we're gonna hit everything but we might (laughs) you never know yeah so so matt when i say the word critical thinking to you 
um, what kinds of skills or things come up? Like, what does that actually mean? Like, if I'm going to say I'm going to think critically, what am I going to do? Or if I'm going to teach critical thinking, what, what am I teaching? See, I, I think we're, we might have two different answers here, which is really good. Because what I'm, when I'm thinking of this is I think about reflecting on what I'm doing and okay. how do I get that across to kids and really think about the, the, my process. I was a math teacher, as listeners know. So I, I tend to think in, in math terms at first, but really focusing on, okay, if I'm trying to learn something and I'm not really understanding it as a learner, uh, what, are, what are some ways that I can adapt to help myself and figure out what's happening? Do I go to a teacher? Do I go to a friend? Do I try to find a video? Do I try to, you know, try to find a peer or something? Or do, do I try to find a different way? And for me, it's really re reflecting on how I learn, which helps me think of it as a, as a teacher or an educator. It's like, how am I going to get across those particular skills to my learners? And so when I think of critical thinking, I immediately go right to reflection, mm. which may not be the, the exact, uh, the, the correct way, if there's a correct way, I'm doing air quotes here. But what, what are you thinking when you talk about critical thinking? Um, yeah, I think, I think of those things Absolutely. I think reflection is a part of it. I think of it as a, an umbrella term, critical thinking um, of different kinds of skills and procedures that you use to kind of pick apart and look at the implications of something. Okay. So like, I'm going to actually pull a definition from somewhere from criticalthinking.org actually. Okay. Um, and so what they've got here, critical thinking as defined by the national council for excellence in critical thinking this is from 1987 so we've been like everything we've been talking about this for a long time mm -hmm. anyway <laughs> more on that another time absolutely critical thinking is the intellectually disciplined process of actively and skillfully conceptualizing applying analyzing, synthesizing, and or evaluating information gathered from or generated by observation, experience, reflection, reasoning, or communication as a guide to belief and action. So pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big definition. It is a big definition. Like I think some of the important pieces in there, the word um, analyzing and synthesizing yep. are huge and evaluating. So analyzing, synthesizing, and evaluating information, right? From somewhere, whether that's by observation, by watching something happen, experience, actually doing it or feeling it happen yourself, reflecting, like you said, looking back on something that happened or reasoning or communication. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's kind of like, yeah, everything, but it's, it's thinking about it. It's like thinking about the why and the what if, in addition to just the noticing. It's going beyond making the observation, right? Right, right. It's because what does this mean? Yeah, exactly. It, that's, it seems very passive if you're just making the observation and then you don't do anything with it. Right. Yeah, it's really trying to go back. And, and as you just said, what, is, what does this mean? Right. And then I think the other piece of it that's huge, too, is then that process that you went through, the analysis or whatever, you then use that to make, to do something with it. You okay. don't just go like, huh, well, I taught that and the kids, nothing, you know, I tried this, this method and it didn't work. Hmm. 
you know, it's taking the next right. step and saying, so what, now what am I going to do with that? Right. It's um, so further down on this, um, this, this page that I talked about and we'll link to it. It's, you know, critical thinking can be seen as having two components, right? One, a set of information and belief generating and processing skills. So that's all that stuff we talked about analyzing, synthesizing, and so on. Um, the second is then the habit based on the intellectual commitment of using those skills to guide behavior. Okay. I think that part is a key right there, right? I, I, it's huge. It's not critical thinking if you don't do anything with it. Right. Right. It's just thinking. Ooh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so as we talk about critical thinking, and you mentioned that we are going to have uh, all kinds of different episodes that we talk about the, the ins and outs and the do-dos and don't-dos, as it were. Hmm. Uh, but we're also going to be talking with some other people, aren't we? Yeah, we actually have some really exciting interviews lined up. Um, I know both you and I are, are um, kind of psyched about some of the interviews we have lined up or that we're going to share with you. So we have had a couple already and yeah. we have more coming up. Yeah. Uh, it is probably one of the most exciting parts of this entire five-year run of podcasts so far for me personally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just getting to talk to these people and it, they went way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it really did. They were amazing. And I think as listeners, you will like them when we get them out there. Oh, listeners, you are going to love these interviews. You're going to love them. Hey, set, you know, setting the bar high, Courtney, setting the I bar am. high. I am. <laughs> so don't, don't say anything if you don't like them, but you're going to love them. So, so in our first trimester, we kind of waited until a few episodes in to be like, wait, what does this have to do with personalized learning? So I'm going to mm -hmm. throw it down right now. Okay. What does critical thinking have to do with personalized learning? When I think of how critical thinking relates to personalized learning, I think you mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago when you're talking about using that information mm. in, instead of just like passively like uh, observing and just doing all the different things, but actually using something with it because it's going to look different for me, how I use that and how I interpret that and how I do something with it than it does for you. Right. So right away, that critical thinking is very, very personalized because the, you can't mass produce that. Mm. It doesn't mean the same to everything, to everyone as it does anybody else. So are you saying that we don't all have to have the same theme for Catcher in the Rye? I would say that the way I interpreted it when I read it in high school was probably extremely different than the way you interpreted it in high school. Mm. Yeah, probably. I, I would say, un unless we had one of those teachers who told us what the theme was and these are the details and then just regurgitated on the assessment for me. Or, or told you that your theme was wrong because it wasn't the theme that they thought. I never understood what theme was. Here's an aside right here. I never quite got that. And the only thing I really remember from The Great Gatsby, for instance, is yeah. the green light on the pier at the end. I don't even know if it was green anymore. It might have been blue. And that was supposed to mean something. And the only theme I got out of that book was like a bunch of rich people who are kind of sad. <laughs> rich people. Money doesn't buy happiness. You know? So, but, but there are plenty of people who really yep. love things. And if it doesn't speak to you, then that's okay. Yeah. But you will find your passion eventually if you're really thinking about what you, what you want to learn or what you want to do 
and being allowed to find those different ways and use school to your own benefit. Yeah. So like, I feel like you can't do that, that learners can't do that unless they are thinking critically, unless they're being taught and expected to use critical thinking skills. So my, my question for you is uh, clearly, I think what we're going to is we need to offer a critical thinking class when they're in high school, right? (laughs) I take it from your guffaw that that would be a no. Uh, no. <laughs> don't no. do that. And yeah. don't, it, don't try to highlight one critical thinking skill a week in advisory either. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Even better. We're going to focus on friendship this week. That's but not week, even a critical thing. <laughs> but next week we're not. I know. That's, it's, that's exactly it. This is something that can be embedded Oh my gosh. Every single thing that we do in education. Right. Well, even earlier when you were talking about how, you know, about like the teacher language and about how we walk the learners through everything, like right there, just instead yep. of when they have a question giving them the answer, you just turn it back and say, well, what do you think? What, what, what do you have that can help you? Like that right there is starting. That's like sly critical thinking skills right there. So, yeah. I, I am very good at turning that back around, but usually it's just to mask the fact that I don't know something. (laughs) (laughs) Insight into Matt's psyche right there. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is going to be a really good trimester. I do Um, too. Critical thinking. All right. So with that, the trimester is going to, how long is the trimester anyway? Two, three months? Six months? I don't know. In Maine, if it goes until the winter ends, will this will end somewhere around 2027. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, so we, we've got a lot of great content coming out for you. Those are going to come out every Thursday between now and the end of the trimester. Perfect. And uh, we again, we love your feedback. So let us know on our, our website, plearnmc.com. You can yep. fill out the parking lot. Yeah, go put questions or comments and things about critical thinking up on the on the parking lot. And in the middle there, then we can have a mailbag about critical thinking, which I would love to have. That would be fun. So also let us know on Twitter or on our Facebook page. Awesome. No.